This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. Hi, so today we're talking to Becky Perry from Pattern Paper Scissors. So Becky makes and sells trend-led contemporary sewing patterns for kids and babies with a focus on slow fashion and sustainability. It is a really interesting conversation. Becky doesn't only sell physical products, she actually sells digital products as well. So we had a really interesting discussion about how selling um, digital products works, which is something we haven't yet covered on here and um, hopefully there's lots to learn and lots that you'll find interesting. So I'd love to introduce you to Becky. Hi Becky, thank you so much for being here. Hi. So can you please start by telling us about your business and what it is that you sell please? Yes of course, Um, thank you for having me, it's exciting to do this. Um, So I set up a business um, in April this year and I sell sewing patterns and kits and complementary fabrics for making kids clothes and baby clothes. Oh, thank you. And, and tell us the name of your business as well so that we have that right up front. So it's paper pattern, pattern paper, scissors. Thank you. So, wow, that's really recent. I hadn't realised it was quite so recent, actually, when we were um, sort of talking about this before. So that's, well, so that's, um, so as we record this, that's like almost six months that you've been going for? Yes, yeah, right? coming up too. So I kind of had to do the finishing touches whilst we were in lockdown and I had my daughter at home so we were kind of working around that but uh, yeah kind of getting the, the website up up and running and, and things like that really. So did you have the idea yes is this so did you have the idea for the business before lockdown so it wasn't inspired by lockdown yeah. was it something you were going no, to do no, anyway? No. Working on it for about six months previously to that I um I have my background's in in fashion design so I worked within within that industry for 15 years as a designer for women's wear and kids wear and then later on as a manager and um, I had my daughter and and felt that when I went back it wasn't quite right for me I kind of I felt like the things that I would dress was dressing her in became so important you want something that you know, you know the background of. So I just felt like fast fashion maybe wasn't really for me. I wanted to focus on something slower and more sustainable. Um, so I kind of got this idea in my head and um, there's a lovely community, a really supportive, creative community around sewing and, and craft, especially online. Um, and it kind of grew from there, the idea that I could make her clothes, that I could make 
other children clothes and um and yeah so it kind of it began like that and we just worked on a little collection um shot it in the january with some really lovely kids and um and then yeah by april i was kind of up and running wow so obviously you didn't um think that you know you'd be in lockdown have a child at home during the start of your business so how so how was yeah so how was that did that impact on things at all in terms of timings Um, or how you went about things yes it, it was tricky I mean part of the reason I gave up work as well was that I wanted a better sort of work-life balance and I wanted to spend more time with my daughter and I got that uh, <laughs> <laughs> full time um yeah she she went back a couple of weeks ago actually so we haven't we can take her back to the childminder until September so it's it's been tricky my husband's been working from home and he's an architect so we've just been kind of like taking it in turns but the nature of his job means he needs to be kind of doing those core hours so my hours have kind of fitted around that you know seven till nine a.m and and a few evenings and things like that and stuff so it's 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 been tricky um and It'll be interesting to see what happens next year and stuff. But um, on the whole, it's kind of like with a bit of hindsight, it's, you know, it was lovely to kind of have her around and see her growing over the last six months and how she's changed and, and things like that. But yeah. And I guess it's also a good test of whether the business works around family life as well. It is, it is. Um, I'm, I'm actually due with my second in December. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how they work alongside each other and um you know hopefully i can still kind of make this like make this work because the majority of it at the moment is online um i would love to say that in the future i'm going to start doing classes and teaching um and that's definitely kind of on my on my list of something that i would love to do but with a small young baby i think it might be on hold for a little little while yeah oh and first of all congratulations I, c- I can only see the top half of you on the screen so I had no idea congratulations um, so yeah so you say everything's online at the moment so you're, you sell um, am I right in thinking you sell the patterns and you also sell kits as well and is there a split do you tend to sell more of one than the other Yes, we, um, I tend to sell the PDF patterns very well, actually. So our sewing patterns come in two options. You can either buy them as a paper pattern and have them delivered to you. And um, you can also buy them as a PDF. So you get sent the link and you just download it and print it off at home on your computer. And um, sorry, on your printer. But um, yeah, the PDF patterns do quite well and I get more customers kind of coming from the rest of Europe and Canada, um, a fair few from Australia and New Zealand as well. So that's their kind of access to what I sell. Um, And then yes, the paper patterns are more kind of UK based, um, although they are available around Europe. Um, And the kits at the moment, we just do the kits as the little legging sets, but I'm hoping to kind of grow that because they are selling quite well. I think it's nice if you've got if you're looking for a gift for someone or if you're just kind of starting out, it's nice to have a fabric to kind of to pick and to go with it and not have to worry about the meterage, you know, that you've got the right amount and, and that kind of thing. So you get everything included. You get your cotton and your label and your elastic and whatever else needs to go with that specific pattern. But it's all sort of ready for you. And are you having to source all of those individual items at the moment for the kits? 
Um, yeah, so we have we have a good stock here at the moment ready. Um, they're basically most things are sourced from the UK, but our um, our digital printed fabrics are made with a company in Bali at the moment. They were um, a company that I got in touch with who had had some really good press around working very sustainably and looking after their workers, and um, we decided that to work with them would be a good way to kind of. Um, make a sustainable choice um, and kind of help employment uh, so so yeah we, we do that at the moment which is quite exciting and they're lovely to work with um, the digital prints are great as well because they uh, they use less water and less chemicals so there's kind of less harm to the environment there's less chemicals going into the local communities sort of water sources and things so it's all kind of built around that and that's one of the reasons why I work with them fantastic so are you so you're getting so they're your own signed fabrics then are they are the, yes yeah oh, and then so are you then oh, having yeah. to sort of collate the kit so the fabric and the thread and everything else do you sort of manually put those kits together yeah so everything's kind of based on what print they the customer might choose and then you get your matching thread you get the elastic that's the correct kind of it's basically it's hidden elastic so it's black or white but it's whichever one goes correctly with with the print and you get um, a label to sew in as well so everything's kind of there ready for you to use and um, the leggings that we offer at the moment have little knee patches as well so I often include a kind of contrasting um, fabric for the knee patches. So I guess that um, putting those together is a little bit of sort of time intensive work but once they're ready I suppose it's just a case of shipping them out is that right? Yes yeah I mean I put those together as and when people request them so um, the patterns are already ready to go and packed up but the uh, the kits need to kind of be the fabric needs cutting and we grab all the bits together and it just needs wrapping but actually those kind of things do do take up a bit of time when you're running when you're running a business and um they're not necessarily things that I thought of at the time that would take that would take the majority of my time, but they do. And you know, it's quite a nice wrapping things. So Yeah. Oh, but they're not made up yet. Yeah, see, I'm really fascinated by logistics and how people do things. Oh, so they're not all made in advance. You make them as someone orders. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they're probably smarter. But what sounds fantastic is that as well as those physical items, you also sell your digital products. And I think you're the first person I've spoke to who sells digital products, which I'd count the PDFs as being digital. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. So is that side of your business all automated? If somebody orders a PDF, does it just, do they pay for it and then it automatically gets emailed yes, to them or do you have to do something? No, that's, that's exactly it. You, um, you purchase... Uh, the design that you want and once you have paid you get an email that comes through within it should come through within 24 hours and it gives you the link to download and once you've got that it's basically a zip file that you open and you get included you get the pattern to print you get a pattern that's set up for um, a printer so if you wanted to take it to a printers or a lot of our um, sewing stockists, sewing pattern stockists uh, do printing now. So you can get it printed out onto a, like an A0 page. And then you get the instructions included, um, a little help sheet and things like that. And, and those things are quite good as well because they're all separate documents. You don't have to print them. So it's your choice if you want to print more things and print on more paper, but you can kind of hold back. You know, our, our, one of our ethos is, is trying to kind of save be sustainable and save on paper so a lot of the things 
um, in the paper packaging is recyclable um, or is made from recycled paper but with the PDF it's there to kind of say do you want to print this and if you don't just read it off the computer that's fine you know that sort of thing. Oh that's great and yeah I'm really fascinated with sort of how the things work so in that automation do you mind me asking so what how do you do that what systems are you using to have that all automated? Um, so that's just that's just done through my uh, website so I use Squarespace and when you're setting it all up you basically upload your zip file and set up the email that comes afterwards to say okay this person will be sent this link and then it all happens um, automatically. Oh fantastic and I hope you don't mind the very detailed questions but I know that we're going to have listeners who think that sounds fantastic because it sounds like you know you don't actually have to touch anything it all happens for you so that I think especially if you're um you know short on time I guess it takes a bit of work to get all this set up but then after that you could in theory you know not not touch it for a week and yes, just yeah, keep working yes, for you themselves really yeah and do you sell on any <laughs> other platforms as well as your own website Yes, so um, at the moment I sell within an online company called The Fold Line, um, who sell various, various different patterns for women's, men's and kids. They've got a huge following actually, um, and they've been great to sell for. I've been doing that for just over three months. And um, uh, as of the next couple of weeks, I've also started selling with um, an online supplier called The Fabric Godmother who stock a lot of fabrics but also do complementary kind of sewing patterns at the side as well and they're both selling my pdf patterns oh fantastic because yeah what my mm-hmm. next question was going to be sort of how do you what have you been doing to kind of tell people you're out here and spread the message of what you're doing yeah i mean supplying um sorry stockists um a kind of part of my my plan to kind of get myself known um and I'm using Instagram a lot and working out at the moment how to kind of make Facebook ads work for me and, uh, and kind of go from there. I'm, I'm reading a lot of marketing books, but I think I need to take up a course or uh, get someone with a one-to-one <laughs> who can help me a little bit because that kind of thing's all new to me. You know, we did, we'd sort of dabble in a little bit of promotion in my previous job and we'd, we'd write sort of press releases and things, but realistically it's a hot, you know, some some people train for years to be good marketers and uh, and uh, yeah you can't just pick it up in five minutes so um so yeah that's kind of my big thing to learn for 2021 I think you're right and there's so much you could do in terms of marketing as well isn't there so you could do Facebook mm. or Google and there's so many options it's probably limitless I think the amount of things you Huge. could do yeah so yeah, yeah I think that is a real challenge so I'd love to talk a little bit about your ideology and because you've touched on before about talk about sustainable fashion and about how um, where possible you know you want people to not print too much and how your paper products are recyclable so it'd be good to talk a bit more about sort of the ethos behind your business please so I always think that's really interesting. Um, so so yeah I mean as I mentioned I come from I worked within the fashion industry and um, I worked for the high street and you know there's a lot of conversations going on within those industries at the moment about how they can improve things how they can make things better for workers be more sustainable um but at the moment it's still you know it's still a fast fashion industry and it's it's extremely wasteful um so 
something that I really felt was important to focus on as a small business and for me and for now having a family was how do I make it sustainable how do I make it eco-conscious so the whole thing about sort of slowing down fashion is you know you take these sewing patterns you can you can do with them what you want you can make something new but you can use them again and again you're not it's not a one-trick pony. You're not paying for something for one off and then that's it. They're reusable. Also, once you've made garments, you should pass them on. There's that kind of thing. You know, kids do grow. Yes, we know they grow out of things quickly, but pass it on to someone else and that kind of thing. So there's all that side. Um, there's the side where I kind of really focus on making sure we're using recyclable materials so our packaging is recyclable biodegradable um, our instruction booklets are all recycled our flyers are all recycled at the moment I've not been able to get our patterns our sewing patterns to be recyclable but that's on the list and um, so yeah so I'm really trying to kind of be make a conscious effort to to make sure these things have that kind of sustainability side to them and then I guess the other side with my ideology ideology is making something creative helping people be creative and helping people make something for a loved one so it felt really important to kind of find that fun in things again i think when you do something creative for a living it can sometimes become your job and you kind of lose that hands-on side of things and i wanted to get back to that but it made me realize how how much you get out of it and how much joy you can get from it so it was kind of introducing that to other people so a lot of people that might buy my sewing patterns can already sew and, and that's great. But I'm also trying to introduce it to people who don't necessarily have those skills or who want to learn a skill, but it's great that they can make it for a loved one. It doesn't have to be their own children. It can be somebody else's or, you know, it can be for a gift or for a baby shower or something like that. But I just wanted to be able to kind of help people be creative as well. Um, so they're, they're the kind of two main sides of, of what I do and why I do it. Well, thank you. And I was going to ask, actually, and this is, this is a bit of a personal question that I'm curious about. So would you say that your, I guess, kits and patterns, even if you've got no, well, very little sewing experience, could you have a go? That's what I'm interested oh, absolutely, in. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I think generally it's helpful if you have a sewing machine. Um, but we've done, recently we did a free PDF pattern for a... Um, a dribble bib online it's called our billy bandana bib and that's free to download um it's a sign up with our newsletter offer um but basically that's got hand sewing stitches as um, hand sewing instructions as well as machine sewing instructions on it so that if you don't have access to a sewing machine yet but you'd like to give it a go that kind of thing is doable and it's not too big to be able to do you print the pattern off and it's only two a4 sheets i think no four a4 sheets so you're not you're not working with something huge you can use kind of scrap materials um, or something that you've had lying around for a while but it's something that's kind of uh, um, easy enough for everyone to give a go oh that's really good um because I, I found that during lockdown and you, you possibly have heard this as well is that so many people started a new craft or hobby you know because it seemed like a really good time to give something a go so yeah. Do you feel like, have you had any, have you seen the effects of that? Because obviously you launched in April, um, you didn't know that we were going to be in a national lockdown at that time. But do you think that in some ways helped because people were looking for things to do at home, perhaps I, looking I for do. ways to be creative? 
Yes, I think there was there was an element of that that kind of gave it a bit of a bolster at the beginning. Um, and I think that one thing that's tricky is because I focus more on kids wear, the people that may be doing that also have kids at home. So it was a little bit tricky to say that that's definitely the case when you think, okay, I've got all these projects sometimes, I can't get anything done. And especially when you're then working with kids at home. So, I mean, I, I do think it made a difference, but it may have made a difference to other people who work with adult clothing a little bit more than, than maybe for me. Yeah, I see what you mean because yeah, it, it's, it's, it's right. I decided that I was going to start trying cross stitch actually during lockdown, and I still haven't yeah. finished my first project that I started in April because yeah, <laughs> kids life. It's tricky, isn't it? It is. I literally put a post on Instagram this morning about how you know you've, you're always full of so many ideas, but there's never any time to get them done. And I think actually one of the nice little things about doing something like cross stitch or doing something like a sewing pattern is you don't have to do it all in the same in the same breath you don't have to get it all done at the same time which is kind of what I'm used to doing but actually little bits at a time you know just just an hour here and there can actually be really therapeutic and help you relax so there's you know there is that side to it and I think a lot of the time we don't find that that time for ourselves but it's important it is important and I do I really also like the fact that your patterns are to make clothes for children as well because I do think there is something about making something for somebody else that's really lovely that's such a nice scale they always look very cute (laughs) yeah and I guess it's a bit it's a bit less daunting as well because less fabric and they're a bit smaller and absolutely you spend less money on the fabric so um so yeah it's always a good little project to start you off and do they work for different sizes as well? So I'm, I'm, again, I'm being really curious. So would, if you've got a pattern, say you bought, you made something and then, you know, your child grew out of it, could you make the same thing again, just bigger? Yes, yeah, absolutely. So our, our baby patterns are from 0 to 24 months and our older kids' patterns are from one year, anything up to 11 years. So the idea being that when you get your pattern, if you trace it off, once they're bigger, you can reuse it again oh see, that's yeah that's fantastic and uh, yeah I really like how yeah how you yeah, like how sustainable it all is how you could just buy this one pattern and you could just make multiple make multiple yeah, dresses and different siblings, fabrics and, yeah, yeah you can make things for different ages and I had someone recently who sent me an image of of the t-shirts that she'd made for her two daughters and her uh, niece which was lovely the same t-shirt but three times it looked brilliant Oh, that's really nice. It must be lovely to get pictures and see what people have actually made mm, from your patterns. Yes, yes, it really is. It's lovely. It kind of makes you realise that, you know, your product's out there and people are using it and it's not just sort of going into a black hole. It's really, it's great to get the feedback. Yeah, because I guess there's one thing people buying it, but another people actually using it. Because I guess it also gives you kind of proof that they work, that people can work with them, that they're, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yes, yeah. And inevitably, you know, sometimes things come up and people will notice something and say, actually, look, in your pattern, this said this, but is that what you meant? Um, and, uh, you know, I've been able to correct a couple of things because a couple of people have mentioned, have mentioned stuff, which is, which is great because as a person running a business by themselves, there's only so many times you can read something through to check for any mistakes and and not notice it becomes a blow you just you're reading it as you think it should be 
that there's a glaring mistake there, especially if you're dyslexic. So, um, you know, those kind of things, it's great to hear that feedback and, and kind of hear what people think. Yeah, and I guess also there's a part of that something can make total sense to you, but it isn't until you put it out there that you realise it only yeah. makes sense to you. Yes, when you've been doing it for years, but someone's a beginner, you have to be so careful to explain it and you sort of explain the terminology and, and things. And actually, we included a glossary um, with all our packs as well, so that if you are a beginner and we're referring to any kind of, you know, sewing jargon, then uh, you can kind of look anything up to check what it means. Well, that's really nice because I think for beginners, that's, that's, that's something that can be a bit daunting, sort of the, the language mm. and the terminology used if you don't know what it is. And it's great yeah. that you have that kind of relationship with your customers that they're able to go back to you and say, what did you mean by this or could you improve that? I think that's really valuable that you're getting that feedback as well. Yeah, I do. I really want to grow that. Um, I'm working sort of alongside partly on my website and partly on Instagram actually just to kind of upload videos with tips and kind of explain how to sew things and some of the trickier pieces so that if they if they need some extra help they can kind of either pop on the website or they can catch it on Instagram and it's just a kind of bit of help and an explanation on on certain things so I kind of yeah I want to grow that side of things because as I say at the moment if I can't if I can't do a workshop and I can't teach and that's still something for kind of next year or possibly even the year after what can I do that kind of gives me that contact with the customers so that I've I've kind of got that that side of things as well because that's important for me as well yeah so I'm not completely insular in my house just kind of doing my own thing and sending it out Uh, but getting feedback and and talking to people and seeing what's liked and what isn't and how they how they work and etc I think doing those sorts of videos will also be really helpful because people get to see you and realise that once people see you and see you're an actual person, if you know what I mean, it then makes it easier for people to contact you and give you feedback yeah, and ask questions yeah, because you face. automatically, yeah, there's a face there. So I think yeah. that's a really good approach. And it's a, yeah, it's a really nice thing to do as well because um, and sort of build up these online videos because presumably from December when you're next little one comes there might be a time where you can't be really responsive necessarily yes you never know do you with, with babies like how how things go. Head, nothing's changing but of course everything changes doesn't it yeah. yeah and you just don't know to what extent so I think it's a really good idea to have all this content out there so that you know people can have access to that um yes whenever yeah, they definitely. need it that's really and nice it's that handy isn't it because you can do it on your phone it's you know you've got the access there in front of you as and when you need it I mean yes we all use it a little bit too much sometimes and we all get overwhelmed but it's you know the, the logistics of it are brilliant so um so yeah it's uh, it's nice to kind of be in touch with everyone yeah and there's something like you said about being able to do it on your phone if you've only got five minutes you can just do something really quick and yeah that can still have really big benefits for somebody but you don't necessarily have to sit down you know like I imagine years ago you'd have to go into a studio with a camera and actually do you know what I mean it'd be a bit more yeah. of an involved process but yeah and I would have done my hair for an hour and uh, made put some makeup on <laughs> yeah well having everything on your phone is yeah it just, it just means you could just do it yeah, it's really good so um just a few more questions if that's okay Becky so one thing and I, I, I always ask this question even though I do realize that by type this point in the interview you most people have answered this a few <laughs> times over is so what tell us about some of the things you love about your business um oh I 
I love the balance it's given me. Um, I love that I don't have a huge commute to work anymore, you know, that, that I am working from home, that I can drop my daughter off and pick her up and, and, and do that, that side of things. And, and it's, it's working. It works for me now. Um, I love the freedom it gives you, the autonomy it gives you, you know, making your own decisions. And I mean, even as a manager, I made a lot of decisions in my previous role, but you're still you're still then answering to other people and and it's really nice to kind of be making those decisions myself um and and to kind of do what i do what i love like to design um patterns or prints or you know i even make up uh, finished garments as well and sell them as handmade product but it's really nice to be doing something that is exactly what i want it to look to look like i'm not designing it for um, for a brand where I have to make it look a certain way I have to make it appeal to their customer this is my customer now this is purely my thing and I can do and make it exactly what I want um, so really I guess it's, it's that and it's just being creative again it's using my hands again I just I've, I've missed those things and uh, yeah it's all of that oh, fantastic and so what is the sort of um split as well so so between so what would you say the split is between the time you can spend on the creative stuff and the time you need to spend on the other you know the business side of things sure god it's, it's so it feels like it's different every week but um i guess really i have about a day a week where i'm purely doing admin um and kind of catching up with emails making sure an order's on its way that kind of thing um i probably have um i mean this is if i'm working five days a week i say i'd have about two days to kind of work on creative stuff so at the moment I'm working on um, I've been working on patterns for Christmas um, uh, pajamas and actually we're selling we're going to be selling those as a family Christmas pack so they should be available by the end of October um, but they're going to come out as a PDF pack that you can download and you can buy them for the entire family and make your Christmas pajamas or you can oh, buy wow. them individually but so I'm spending time on that, whereas if I wasn't working on a pattern, I might be spending a bit more time doing, um, say, a video for social media or um, some kind of sewing tip tutorial, something like that. So I kind of try to spend half the week doing that. And then, um, and then yeah, so it's, it's like we mentioned earlier. So packing actually takes up a bit of time. Um, the, you know, we put, we wrap everything in tissue paper and it goes into an envelope, which is all you know pretty simple but we also add like a stamp to those envelopes to say this is recyclable and biodegradable and a bit of branding on there that's really important to me and you know writing a little note to say thanks for your order um you know please let us know how you get on and uh, so yeah it's kind of every day's a bit different really but um but yeah there's always <laughs> there's always plenty to do Oh, but it's nice to hear though you still get time for the creative side as well so it's not just the day-to-day -day running of the business yeah. and all. it's nice yeah. that you do still get the time to be creative it is, and, it is. and we're recording this in September but by the time this goes live your Christmas pajamas will be on sale so I'll make sure we include a link to that in the show notes as well because yeah, yeah I'm yeah I, I can't sew but I'm going to at least go and look at them <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of family Christmas well, pajamas yeah. that's really fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, uh, yeah i mean realistically i guess i need to focus a bit more on marketing but i just it's just so nice to create a new pattern that um yeah i just thought i'd go for it 
that and a few Christmas prints and uh, yeah we'll hopefully we'll get those out in the next few weeks yeah and you know that's one of the things about having your own business is that you should be able to do the things you enjoy as well as you know you have there's other things you have to do that you may or may not enjoy but yeah absolutely if if that's what you love doing and that's why one of the reasons you started then yeah it's great that you're still taking the time to do that because I think with a creative business you probably could get to the point where you were spending all your time on marketing and admin and that Mm. whole reason you started could I, I imagine just kind of go by the wayside because it's something that you have to make time for yes that's so true and yeah having a business that where we make the product as well as sell it you know that that time does have to be split but it is I would really miss it if I didn't do that side of things well I think it's great that you that you are still that you know that you can still do that thank you um, and so just one final question if that's okay and this is one I ask everybody and it's probably my favorite question is so what is your number one piece of advice for anyone else wanting to start um the similar kind of business um oh tricky I think the, the key thing realistically is working out what what you really really need to get your business started so why are you doing it who is going to buy it and also what are all the components that you need to gather to get that going I think I've had sort of really interesting conversations with various people recently because you know a lot of a lot of jobs are changing and people are kind of you know people are losing their jobs and they want to start their own thing and and why not you know it's a great time to start it but I think the more you delve into something that you want to do the more you realize how much planning there is in there and kind of how much you know realistically how much money do you need to spend to get this out who might you need to employ on the things that you can't do yourself so for instance uh, I employed someone to do my branding because that's not really I love having an opinion on branding and I love giving feedback on branding, but I can't design it myself. You know, I wanted someone to do that and someone who knew what they were doing. So kind of employing, employing people for the right parts of different jobs that I can't do myself is, uh, is key. And just, yeah, just kind of really making sure you kind of clear on what you're going to have to do before you can launch. Yeah, that makes real sense. Thank you. I, I, definitely makes sense to think it all through before before you start and I think it's also a good reminder that you don't have to do it all yourself as well because I know that's something that's quite daunting um because I think realistically none of us or very few of us are going to have every single skill that you need to run a business and some of it's learning as you go maybe and some of it is you know if if you're in a position to getting help from elsewhere absolutely I mean one of the other things I'd say as well is the information and the support um from joining i mean i've met you through all by mama uh, and there's there's various ones out there but the the support you get from a networking group such as this is incredible and invaluable i'd I'd say that's a really key thing to do as well is um yeah it's been it's been a really good support system especially when you're working from home by yourself you know yeah, it's fantastic. And actually, I've, I've, I've interviewed lots of people from the All By Mama Network and um, I will put a link to that in the notes for this episode as well, if anyone's interested. And I agree whether it's this one or whether it's a different group. Yeah, I think being in groups of like-minded people in similar, you know, 
in similar situations mm-hmm. um so this the network that we're part of is mainly mums running their own businesses i think yeah it's invaluable to be able to talk to people who understand where you're coming from and while they might not know your business they can kind of empathize and understand the, some yeah. of the challenges yeah and just just rubbing ideas off you know it's the kind of thing that you would do in your job all the time just with the person sat next to you and and actually when you work from home there isn't that person so to have to have like a, a whatsapp group or a facebook group or, or whatever it is to kind of access is just brilliant thank you and yeah i think i agree i think that's completely invaluable and definitely something i would recommend people do sort of early on because i think especially in the early stages um it's that's one of the things that can be the most daunting isn't it going from working in a team perhaps or working mm-hmm. with other people to suddenly being alone that's yeah that's quite scary so Enjoy your own critical path <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah i think getting in a in a group is, is fantastic and really good advice thank you no problem so becky where would be the best place for people to come and find you if they want to come and take a look at what you're doing ah yes come and find me so um my instagram handle is at pattern underscore uh, paper underscore scissors and my website is www.patternpaperscissors.co.uk thank you and if you're listening to this while you're at the gym or driving or walking or something i'll link from the show notes as well so you can get there really easily if you can't write that down well thank you so much for being here i really appreciate it thank you for sharing you know your story and all of the advice that you've had it's been fantastic oh it's been a pleasure thank you for having me thank you so much Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you found this conversation with Becky interesting and useful and that there were things that you can take away from it. As always, I'd love to know what you think. So you can email me vicky at tinychipmunk.com. The links to everything we spoke about today will be included in the show notes for this episode, which you can see wherever you're listening. And if you have got um, just a few seconds spare, please do take the time to rate the podcast as well. Um, That just really helps other people like you to be able to find it. Well, thank you so much and looking forward to speaking to you again next week. If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.